Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our path to a truly wealthy life through conversations with talented and successful women and men who are designing their version of a meaningful and prosperous life. Teresa Leftenant is a certified financial planner with 30 years experience as a financial advisor and wealth coach to women just like you. She is founder of ReinventingHer.com and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Teresa is a relationship with money expert and a reinvention mentor for women who are ready to create a life that makes their hearts sing and their bank account swell. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. And welcome, everyone, to episode 54 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women to create their own version of a wealthy life. Now, I've been a certified financial planner and a wealth advisor for over 30 years, and women and their partners hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence so they can build the financial resources they need to pursue their passions, explore who they are, express their inner talents, and live their personal dreams. So join us every week to hear my expert guests and I explore seven aspects of living a wealthy life, including financial, but physical health and wellness too, professional and career, mental and emotional wellness, recreation and fun, relationships and contribution and legacy. And I share about the inner power qualities that women can develop and the latest thoughts on pursuing a wealthy life. Now, today's episode is in the professional and career series. So today's interview, I'm so excited because it's very important for women who have a vision of stepping into a new form of leadership, and yet they don't quite yet see the bridge from where they are now to where they're yearning to go. And perhaps this woman is you. So as you hear in the introduction every show, in my mind, a wealthy life is expanded beyond wealth in the financial sense to include those important values and activities that we all dream of realizing. Of course, money is definitely necessary because money can provide women, women a sense of empowerment, a sense of control and choice. Now, overcoming my own early challenges with money filled me with a passion to meet the needs of women, to be empowered and equipped with a set of personalized tools to prepare for and pursue her dreams. When I teach women about money, my intention is to provide knowledge about the strategies and personal finance choices that we all have to make. Now, Earning, saving, investing are also important, but how we feel and what we think about money is equally as important. So I help women bring awareness to their early conditioning and belief system around money, which can be quite empowering and can lead to positive change in how they handle money. So why am I passionate about empowering women? Well, I looked it up and there are so many synonyms of the word empowerment. There's entitle, entrust, legitimize, vest, permit. And when I hear those words, I think, well, that's exactly what women supporting women is all about. 
See, I want women to feel legitimized in her pursuit of what she really wants for her life. I also want to permit, vest, and entitle women to embrace those inner power qualities, the part of the self that is unique and beautiful and has special talents and abilities that nobody else has in quite the same way. So what if you were empowered, if you were entrusted with revealing your unique inner power qualities, so you were ready and able to pursue that wealthy life? Would your life feel more authentic if you were permitted to do so? Well, I'm here to give you permission and to empower you to do just that. The pursuit of discovering your inner power qualities is part of our life journey of understanding, of experiencing, of becoming who we are really meant to be. And all of our inner power qualities are important to bring to those choices we have to make with our money. So I thought I would introduce five inner power qualities quickly that we can all begin to identify and develop. And they are connected to our relationship with money and also with the conversation I'm gonna have with my guest today. So the first one is a big one, confidence. This is the absolute knowing that you can do, be, or have anything you set your mind to. Number two is desire. Now, allowing the real wants inside of you to surface so you can take action to bring them into reality. Number three is trust, knowing deep down that you already have everything you need inside of you to do whatever it takes to have the life that you love. Number four is resolve, choosing to pursue with commitment and confidence your real wants and allow your authentic self to be seen and heard. And number five is love of self. Filling up your own heart with respect and love for you, your authentic self, and what you really want for your life. So these inner power qualities work together to support you as you take action step by step every day to manifest your own version of a wealthy life. Now, let me ask you a really quick question. On a scale of one to 10, with one being not at all, and 10 being fully developed and functioning, how would you rate your inner confidence? Do you absolutely know that you can do anything you set your mind to, even if it's hard? And what about desire? Have you identified and allowed to surface those whispers you hear when you're quiet, quiet about how you truly want to live your life? And do you trust yourself to say yes to those desires and to say no to what isn't in support of those desires? Do you trust that you can get through hard times? And are you resolved to live the life of your dreams? Are you taking steps every day to bring your desires into reality? And on a scale of one to 10, how do you love yourself? Do you put taking care of your body and your mind as a top priority every day? Do you give yourself the sleep, the grace, the time to just be that the challenges of our lives really require? And do you ever gaze at yourself in the mirror and just say, I love you, like you say to your partner or your friend or your family member? 
Well, whatever score you gave yourself, this exercise was really meant to just give you the opportunity to bring some awareness to the question. Ponder and contemplate how bringing more awareness to self-trust, to confidence, to self-love, desire, and resolve, how that might improve your life. We spend a lot of time every day doing, 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 taking care of others, working, cooking, cleaning, teaching our children, and it's all wonderful. But our inner power qualities were installed at birth to support our journey through life. So I invite you, spend a few minutes every day bringing awareness to those inner power qualities so you can be empowered to live a wealthy life. There's another inner power quality that we can develop, and that's courage. Our guest today found her path to making a courageous change in her own life. Sarah Schneider couldn't imagine continuing to show up at her corporate job, even though she was quite good at it. Was she ready to jump off a great thing into the abyss of the unknown? Would she be any good at running a business? And could she even make a living? let alone replace her corporate income? Sarah's story has a happy ending as she is a successful and sought after executive coach, leadership trainer and CEO of the leadership coaching firm, Sarah Schneider and Co. Sarah's passionate about serving ambitious, hard on themselves leaders. She guides women to become the realest version of themselves, to level up their leadership and have more fun while at work. Now, it's been over 18 years, and Sarah invites her clients to have candid conversations about leadership on all levels, supporting them to be better communicators, better decision makers, relationship builders, team creators, and so much more, so that they can impactfully do the work that they were born to do. Sarah is a professional certified coach, holds an MBA, and has worked in various companies from startups to large corporations. I'm so excited to have you here today, Sarah. Welcome. Thanks so much. I, I'm excited to be here. I love what you shared opening this conversation. I just was like nodding along. I'm like, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. So you took the leap. And, you know, we actually have that in common. We started our businesses about the same time 18 years ago. So we both have those experience of starting that new venture and being scared out of our mind and learning those lessons from the successes and the failures. So I would like you to just share with our listeners, you know, what it was like uh, to leap for that brass ring to actually go for it. What was it like for you? Well, I, I, as I was listening to you share about the, the inner power qualities, I was, um, I could go through each one. Mm -hmm. It took confidence and mm -hmm. not confidence that I knew everything, but it took confidence that I could figure it out or it, that I could find the resources or that if I did fail miserably, I, again, I would figure it out. So it, it took confidence. And then when you talked about desire, it did not make sense for me to leave what I was doing. Not, not in a traditional sense. It was not a reasonable thing to leave the trajectory I was on in the corporate world. It did not make sense to leave behind a steady, steady income and the, the respect and reputation and every, everything that I had going on. But I really had to think about how do I want to spend the next 
two years, 10 years, 20 years, the rest of my life? Like, what is it that I actually desire outside of what I was taught to want or what I was supposed to do? Um, And then trust. (laughs) I mean, you know, as a business owner, like you've got to be able to trust yourself and the decisions you're making and trust your mistakes and your accomplishments. Like it just requires so much trust and then resolve. I hadn't thought about it through that lens. I, I often use the word resiliency, but I think they're the, I think they're the same thing being a, I don't know any business owner or any entrepreneur or anybody, honestly, who's going to take a leap into something different that doesn't need resiliency, doesn't need to be, if it was easy, everybody would do it. If, if changing the trajectory of your life was easy, everybody would do it. So there is a level of resiliency. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, love for yourself. Absolutely. 100%. So as you, again, as you were talking, I was listening to those words and I'm like, all of those ingredients existed as I was navigating is this the thing I should do? Does it make sense? Will I be okay? And who am I to go do this thing? Right. And I think this, you know, the question that we have, like, oh, I really love myself and I deserve to have the life that I really know I could grow into. Because really, when, you know, when you start a business, you you have to know that you're going to become somebody different, right? Uh, because the experiences that you don't know, I mean, you can't see around the corner, you can only see just right in front of you. But, you know, the beautiful thing about loving yourself enough to go for it, because you know that you can be okay, resilient as you go around the corner and see what's there for you, and confident because you know that you can actually, you'll be able to handle it even if it's hard, even if it feels awful for a while, you'll be able to bring resourcefulness to it. And why I pick resolve is just because that's the hard commitment, you know, like no matter what, I'm not stopping. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the love for self piece, I think it's also around not just loving yourself enough to choose this thing, but also loving yourself enough to put down any expectations that were put on you. You you know, you talked about the messages we hear from early on. We hear a lot of messages about how our life should look, what our work should look like, what we're supposed to do. And so part of that loving of self is the ability to choose outside of expectations that perhaps we didn't choose that were put on us. Well, and that is so big. We're going to talk more about that after our first break, but it's so important for us to raise awareness between the should messages that we get from the outside of ourselves. And there's, you know, a gazillion of them to the could messages that our inner soul is telling us is possible. So, Stay with us, everybody. We're just getting started. We're going to be asking Sarah more about her experience of embracing that desire to make a change, to take the leap. So come right back to A Wealthy Life for Her. You can stop worrying, literally. Retaming Your Gremlin by Rick Carson. Rick's gremlin taming method has propelled hundreds of thousands along the path to freedom from the misery of high anxiety and the depth of despair. Taming Your Gremlin by Rick Carson. Read or listen 
and you can stop worrying. Available now through Amazon.com, Audible.com, or your local bookstores. Imagine if you let yourself dream, believed that it was possible, and took action with energized confidence. A power song session with Lowry Olofsson helps you get clear about what really matters and sets you free to focus on creating your dream. Your power song will lift you up, transform your mindset, ignite your spirit, give you confidence to take action in the direction of your dreams. Say yes to the life you dreamed of. Schedule a power song discovery session at powersongs.ca. Sing your way to clarity, confidence, and energy. That's www.powersongs.ca. Navigating a path to increase your income, spend money on what is most important, and put money aside for the future is all a normal part of a woman's pursuit of financial independence. But do you actually have to resolve to take the necessary action? We've all heard the saying, life is what happens when you're planning something else. Teresa Lieutenant is here to help you design a financial reinvention action plan, a plan that has clarity, commitment, and motivation built in. Visit ReinventingHer.com and set up a time to get started on your Wealthy Life Action Plan. That's reinventingher.com. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back. Uh, My guest, Sarah Schneider, is CEO of Sarah Schneider & Co., and she's a professional certified coach in executive leadership. So we have so much to learn from you today, Sarah. So I wanted to kind of continue on from where we left off. Tell us what was happening for you. What were some of the feelings that were going on? I mean, a lot of us, it takes time for us to actually get ourselves ramped up enough to to go for a, a change like that. What was happening for you? Well, it did take me some some time. So I, I know you mentioned the 18 years. I actually started my business uh, about seven years ago, but 18 years ago is when I entered or more is actually when I entered the corporate world. So I've been developing leaders for, for 18 years. Thanks for setting me straight. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. Cause I, for 18 years, I've been doing this work, but as a, as a business owner about seven. Okay. And I, I share that detail because it wasn't, I fell into what I, I, I fell into working in the IT corporate space. Mm-hmm. I, I did not know what I wanted to be when I got my degrees. I did not know what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I was in the IT space. I was, so the, the thing that I was feeling was I was searching for something. I was on a, I was in a constant discovery of this is great. I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for the job I have. I'm grateful for the companies that I'm working for. I'm grateful for my colleagues. Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunities that I have available to me. And I am searching for something. And I, for a long time, I could not answer, I could not answer that question. Right. And so I, you know, I worked at two different companies over the course of about 10 years. And in one of those companies alone, in six and a half years, I was at one of those companies, I had nine different roles. Ah. And so that was part of how I was searching. Like, is this the thing? Is this the thing? And they were all, it was subtle. It was always, 
it was always a step up in some direction. It was, you know, it wasn't obvious, obvious to me in the moment that that's what I was doing. But now in hindsight, I could see that I was trying different things on. I was, I was curious. I was searching. Is this a thing? Is this the thing? Uh, so in constant discovery, and there was a part of me that just knew this cannot, th- this can't be the thing. So I just kept staying open to, to opportunities. And then eventually, I was like, no, I know I want to work for myself. Mm. Somebody had asked me if I'd ever thought about being a coach, given my personality and what I was already doing in the corporate world. Like, you know, you don't like the tech stuff, but you sure like the people stuff. So again, <laughs> just, in a, yeah, just in a lot of discovery. And that, so that's how I was feeling. I always knew there was something else, but I don't have, I, I didn't then have the personality to just completely wing it, I take calculated risks. Mm. So for me, I had to figure out what the thing I wanted to start a business was around so that I could take a calculated risk. Mm -hmm. What came up for me as you were telling is that feeling of searching. And I think people can get exhausted by the search, right? But it sounds like for you, you tried a lot of things before you finally realized that it was to be on your own and to have your own ability to create, that's what really made you excited. Is that right? It is. And I completely agree with you that searching can be exhausting. And I have to pay attention to that now as well, because there is a part of me that's like, is there, is there something better? Is the grass greener there? Is the, you know, I have to really watch that part of myself that's driven and my clients are the same way like we're always looking at are you moving towards something or are you running away or or trying to escape something so it's still something I need to I keep my eye on um and the 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 searching piece was really about the uh what do I want to, what, what I, what do I want to create? Right. That's, that's beyond what I am experiencing in this moment. So that's the word that was coming to my mind is like creative people are always having new ideas and they're always seeking something in the future that is different and hopefully better. But I think that's part of that inner self that is yearning to find the thing that is you were really meant to do. And so looking back, do you think that there was some mistakes that you made that you didn't because you didn't see certain things? For sure. I, I look back now and I'm like, oh, okay. That was a choice. You know, for example, I left, I, I started a coach training program while I was still in, in, in at my corporate job. And it's a, it was, it's a year long program. And I, six months into that program, I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to leave cold Turkey. I'm going to leave my corporate job. Mm-hmm. I love didn't have my program so much. Yeah. Well, and I loved coaching and I was very, very clear that I wanted to work for myself. So mm-hmm. I knew that even if this coaching thing didn't work out, I was going to find a way to work for myself. That was the thing I was very, very clear about. I wanted to really have as much control. And I say control in quotations because control can be an illusion, but I was very clear that the most important, yes, I wanted to have an impact. Yes, I want to change people's lives, 
but I knew I wanted to work for myself because of the, 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 the freedom that I had imagined. Um, the irony of wanting that freedom, as you know, is that sometimes running a business takes a lot more work and it can get in the way of, of freedom. But I was, in terms of mistakes, I don't have it that it was a mistake because it's, it's worked out and it's, it's gotten to me where I am. But I left my corporate job with no clients lined up. I, I gave a few weeks notice because I had a great relationship with them. And again, it worked out, but it created an undue amount of stress. It created financial concerns. It, you know, I, I had money saved. So I, I like to be really transparent with people. Like, again, calculated a risk. I had money saved. I knew how long my runway was before I'd have to go back into the corporate world. I gave myself a deadline when your savings gets below this amount know you need to start looking for jobs so again it was very very calculated mm-hmm. and I didn't have to do it that way I could have built my business up while I stayed at a great job they offered to have me go part-time and build my business and I was just very I don't know if I was clear or stubborn I'm not sure to this day <laughs> but um and so again I don't necessarily have it that it's a mistake because it worked out but there were things that I was stubborn about that in hindsight, if I had allowed more space to evolve versus have to have it figured out right away. Well, we don't know what it's going to look like when we uh, start something like a business. It's like what they say about having children. If you knew what it was going to be like, you wouldn't have them. But I would just say that that the adventure of it, the the incredible learning that happens when you have your own business. And so what was the actual vision that you came down to regarding what, you know, once you decide, OK, I want to work for myself. How did your vision evolve? Yeah, such a a great question because it's something I continuously have to come back to. Mm -hmm. I have good days and bad days as a business owner and as an entrepreneur. Uh, And everybody has good days and bad days, but it's not, you know, I think the, there's a romantic idea about working for yourself. And then there's the reality of working for yourself. And I So the vision for me is first and foremost, I want to do work that is meaningful to me. I want to do work that has me feel like I have a purpose. It has me feel like I'm taking all of my background and all of my skill set and everything that's important to me. And I'm getting to use it and synthesize it into something that makes a difference for bringing your whole self. And I got to just point yeah. that out. You can bring your whole self when you create your own business. Whereas when you work for somebody else, you may not be able to bring your whole self. Would you agree with me? Yeah. And, you know, I work with a lot of uh, corporate execs and, and people who part of what we're working on is how do they bring them whole, their whole selves to the role that they're in? So I think there, you know, there's, you, you can create that in what you're doing. I think the part that, Sometimes you have to negotiate right. uh, with yourself in the corporate world that you're in is, is this the work that you want to be doing? If, if you weren't worried about where your paycheck was coming from, would you, act, would you be doing this or would you actually go create something for yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, when do you have to be working? When, when can you 
not be working? Can you pivot at any time and do something else? Right. Like there, there is an aspect of you're, you're in a relationship with the company that you work for. You're in a relationship with, you know, the, the teams that you're on. So at times there is, cannot be as much flexibility to, to bring all that you want to bring. So it is possible, but it takes something else. Yeah. And not all of us are really um, interested in working for ourselves. You know, we want to work for other people for various reasons. And so I'm glad you clarified that you can learn, you can negotiate bringing um, yourself that with a capital S. So I would just like to say, you know, was it worth it? Of course it was worth it, but I would like you to share with us how worth it it actually is. Yeah, it, it has been worth it. Absolutely. And again, not without its challenges. There were times where, you know, I, it, it, I didn't tap into my network the way that I could have. I, I was very like, oh, I should have everything shiny and perfect before I reach out to people to uh, build referrals and, you know, tying that back to a mistake. Like I, I could have tapped into people that already knew, like, and trusted me, but I let perfectionism and things like that get in the way. So there have there's been ebbs and flows to my business. There's times where I'm at capacity and there's times where you know I need to turn on business development again and, and go out and and create. There's times where I'm super clear on my vision and what I want my business to look like. And then other times I fall into the trap of like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing as an executive coach. So, you know, it's a it's a dance. Uh, but I am clear that. I am going to work for myself. I'm going to have an impact. I'm going to create relationships with the people that I work with and in the world and the in on my terms. And I actually had an old colleague reach, a friend and a colleague reach out to me a couple of weeks ago. And, and this happens where I used to work. There's a lot of demand for the skill set still. And I had somebody reach out to me and say, hey, any interest in getting back in the game? And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that felt good. Yeah. I also wanted to comment that perfectionism is not an inner power quality. <laughs> no, no. It's and something that we have to work away from and learn to just love ourselves for the messiness that we can bring sometimes. Totally. And, you know, having to learn that as you go. And, you know, the other thing about being worth it in the vision piece, tying those two things that you asked about together. Part of my vision was my family, my immediate family lives, part lives on the, in the West and part lives in Pennsylvania. Uh, and part of my vision was to be able to uh, work w when I needed to, not when I, you know, when I wanted to be with, with my family, uh, travel back and forth the way that I can. And you know, my dad was diagnosed with leukemia last year and he's, you know, he's okay. He's on a watch and wait program, but I spent three months of last summer uh, in Pennsylvania and now I'm here again for a few months and I didn't, I don't work in my mornings so that him, him and I can go for a walk and I can create that time together. So a lot of my vision is about the lifestyle that mm -hmm. I feel like we'll create a well-lived life and then I create from there. So that's what I often recommend to people is what's a well-lived life 
And how can you generate your work to support that? Well, I'm so grateful that you said a well-lived life because it's another way to say a wealthy life. And for you being able to spend time with your family when you want to, when it's needed, is really part of a wealthy life for you. And so you make choices in order to prioritize that. And that's that's the example that we share on this show. Okay, so you have a coaching business for women. Is it women and men? It it's for really anybody who want who, you know, is interested in some of the things I work on with people, but I predominantly attract and work with uh, those that I identify as women. Yes. Okay. So I'm not going to put words in your mouth. (laughs) Go ahead and explain to us how you describe your business to people. Yeah. The, the most summarized bottom line way that I can say it without using fluffy words is that people come to me when they want to be better leaders. They come to me when they are wondering what's next in their leadership. They come to me when they have gotten promoted and are like, oh, that self-doubt is creeping in a bit now that I'm at this next level of leadership. Like, I, I, I know I'm a good leader, but what's 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 that happening in my brain? So that's really getting supported around a new level of, of leadership. It's uh, CEOs who feel like they plateaued a bit and want to take their levels, their leadership to the next level. And I get people who, uh, it's not uncommon. I actually just uh, started working with somebody last week who is looking for what's next in their career mm-hmm. and not sure if it's going out on their own, changing businesses, finding happiness in the role they're in. But everybody that comes to me is looking to better something about their life, but not from like traditional standards of what better means, but what better reimagined for them means. Right. So they're they're wanting to reinvent their career, but more from a really inner personal what they, who they are kind of perspective. Yeah. Essentially, what is what's their definition of leadership? What's their definition of uh, work and career? And then what can we do in inside and tactical actions to make that happen? Right. So you mentioned that one of the challenges when somebody is, is, uh, you know, been uh, given a better role, uh, you know, they've been promoted, or maybe they've gone to another company, and it's a different role. So they have self doubt. What are some of the other challenges that uh, women can face when they're in a changing, they're in change in their work? Yeah, well, self doubt is, is, is huge. And I think that feeds a lot of other things. When we're in self-doubt, we're we are less likely to trust ourselves. Or we'll be trucking along, completely trusting ourselves, and somebody will say something in a meeting. Mm-hmm. Or some social media post or article will pop up. Or you know, somebody will uh, you know look at us in a way we think makes it mean that we're like a terrible person, right? Like there's something that that happens that our, our, our self-trust takes a hit. And so again, then from self-doubt, things can seep in, like worrying about the level of power or responsibility you have as a, a, a leader, mm-hmm. uh, disappointing people, 
right? What's the, the more higher up in leadership we go, the more we often worry about disappointing people and the responsibility and pressures that come with the level of leadership. There's, uh, I often see people uh, struggling to have more difficult or conversations where conflict might arise. It may not, but the, the worry of conflict. So this is our, our mind spinning, uh, spy, I call it a, a downward spiral, into mm-hmm. you know, just being in fear. And so I want to go more into those messages that create those sort of spiraling downward thoughts that can really mess with our confidence. But we have to take another break. So stay with us, everyone. We, we will be right back. Imagine if you let yourself dream, believe that it was possible, and took action with energized confidence. A Power Song Session with Lowry Olofsson helps you get clear about what really matters and sets you free to focus on creating your dream. Your Power Song will lift you up, transform your mindset, ignite your spirit, give you confidence to take action in the direction of your dreams. Say yes to the life you dreamed of. Schedule a Power Song discovery session at powersongs.ca. Sing your way to clarity, confidence, and energy. That's www.powersongs.ca. You can stop worrying, literally. Retaming Your Gremlin by Rick Carson. Rick's gremlin taming method has propelled hundreds of thousands along the path to freedom from the misery of high anxiety and the depth of despair. Taming Your Gremlin by Rick Carson. Read or listen, and you can stop worrying. Available now through Amazon.com, Audible.com, or your local bookstores. Reinventing Her was born in 2014 with the vision of adding life and money mindset coaching for professional women who have unique challenges to becoming financially independent. After 30 years of talking to women about their money, Teresa Leftenant knew the time was right to empower women to transform everything they thought they knew about living a wealthy life. Start your journey toward pursuing a unique vision of a prosperous and meaningful life at Reinventing her.com. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lieutenant and my guest, Sarah Schneider, CEO of Sarah Schneider & Co., and she is a badass leadership coach, and she is teaching her clients and guiding her clients on how to become a badass leader too. So before the break, we were talking about messages that can take us down when we are put in a situation where we have to be, where we have to grow, where we have to become more of who we really are. So talk to me about those messages and how they, how women can overcome them. Well, you and I have, have already alluded to this some in our conversation and even in your opening, which is these are messages that we start hearing from birth. This is these are not messages that 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 suddenly start up. And they I guess some can, but for the most part, the the internal the the conditioning that happens from the time where 
born and depending on the different identities you hold, you know, again, because I work predominantly with women, I, I really focus on what are the messages that uh, girls hear? Right. What are the messages that uh, young women hear? What are the messages that women hear, right? What are all of those messages? And they're often contradictory messages. It, you know, be, be strong, but not too strong. <laughs> be successful, but don't be greedy. Be, a, be good, but don't be too good. Don't be a pushover. Don't be a doormat, right? Like mm -hmm. all of those things, be, be bold, but don't be aggressive. Speak up, but don't be too loud, right? Like those- Those, those are excellent. Those, those are really excellent because that is what makes it so difficult for women. They have these confusing opposite messages. They don't know which one to, to follow. Yeah. And the, the, I think the thing that makes it even more confusing and that, that breeds self-doubt in us at times is that they're not even the messages aren't even said in those ways most of the time it's the the the, the tv commercials and the books and how we see leadership represented it's the disney movies i mean they've got they've gotten better over time right we're starting to see more representation and more empowered right. stories they're, but they're, doing they're their part the disney company for sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah and but the it's it's the I remember I used to consume beauty magazines like nobody's business. And now I haven't picked one up in in years just because I realized that I was, you know, it was it was detrimental to how I wanted to show up in the world. And look, if you read beauty magazines, that's not a that's a, not a that's not a dig at anyone listening, but it's really being conscious of what are what's the stuff that we're consuming that feed messages that don't support us. Well, you know, our brain is like and, a computer yeah. and we get programmed. We get programmed by the stuff that yes. we put into our mind and it plays over and over. So that's what you're talking about. Beauty mag magazines are great because, I mean, after all, we do want to be beautiful, but it's about the messages and whether we can question whether they support what we really want or not. Yeah. Essentially, are we interrogating the messages that we're receiving? When you're on social media and and you're scrolling, scrolling through, are you letting every single piece of information and noise in that then messes, messes with your confidence and who you are and how you should be in the world? Or are you seeing something and then interrogating it and being like, oh, this must really work for that person. Good for them. But that's not for me. Or, wow, this would be really helpful given my vision and who I want to be in the world and how I want to lead. I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to take that on too, right? Like, are we interrogating these different things that come across our, our programming to use your terms? Right. It's discerning and also, you know, stopping to really question and be aware. So I want to shift the words just a little bit and talk about the term leadership. Now I did this quick Google search that says that as of September, 2020, there's only 36 female CEOs employed in America's highest grossing companies, which is just over 7%. So why should a woman listening now to our show feel encouraged that she or any woman can reach these higher levels, top leadership? 
Yeah, you know, you you reference that that statistic, and I remember there was an article that came out a few years ago that said there were more CEOs named John than there were women CEOs, right? So there's just there's numbers like that where it's like what, like what, um, and I think we have a long way to go. So I, I want to preface what I'm about to say with like we are not there. And even as we see more women in leadership, there's still work to be done around uh, more marginalized identities of women and you know women of color in leadership. So we've got a long way to go. And there, every single day, I see an announcement of somebody being, you know, the Boston uh, mayor, I think, was uh, right, the right, first right. woman mm-hmm. yeah first first woman there's been 55 mayors before in boston and we na- and there's now a woman mayor in in boston mm-hmm. there, and that's just that's just one example you know we could we could come up with a list of names of uh, a lot of the media companies are putting women in some of the highest echelons of leadership some of the political correspondents like we there's just more and more happening every day. So I think we are trending in a positive positive uh, trajectory with, of course, room to grow. And to answer your question even more directly, like how come women would is because, again, how can people tie them being in a leadership role? How can they tie them being themselves in a leadership role to the vision they have for their life in the world? Like we we will be a better planet and a better world and a better community when we have women leading their way, not, not molding themselves into some version of leadership, but their way. Right. I, I so happy that you said that, you know, more attention is being placed on it just in the culture overall. And then there's help. Uh, There's a lot more help to develop leadership qualities and to become the leader that you are, you know, as your individual self. So give us a couple of examples of leadership qualities that you helped your clients develop. I think one of them is their relationship to power. You know, you you at the top of this call, we're talking about inner power qualities, and we I could just use the word power. The end, right? Like, right. what's their relationship to power? Because if we go back to some of the messages we're taught as as girls, and then uh, onward, there's this thing that I. Th- I think we're taught about that's not okay to have power or, or if you do have power, power creates harm. And, you know, there's, we see how power can be wielded in an, in a harmful way. So I, I think we're brought up to fear, fear power, or that if we suddenly have power, we're going to be bad. And so one of the first things I work with my clients on is what's their relationship to power? How is power actually in service of their leadership? How can they use it in a way that benefits them and the people around them? How can they not be scared of it, but actually have it enhance the impact they want to have in the world? Right. So that's, you know, I, oh, go ahead. I have the same conversation because money is power. And mm-hmm. um, so it is the same conversation. And the question becomes, 
uh, can you build up your own confidence and self-trust enough to know that whatever choice you make from a powerful position, you can handle whatever the consequences, whatever the result of those decisions are. And I mean, we're, we're kind of keep circling the same things, but, but because I think this is the, the bottom line to becoming a great leader is these inner power qualities. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, tied to that are things like another thing I work with people on in in my work with them is uh, being seen. So it, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to somebody who's who's five years, 10 years in their career or if I'm talking, I, I work with CEOs of companies and if you were just to watch them or if you didn't if you didn't have a conversation about their internal dialogue you would see powerful ambitious uh, good to their people smart confident like it's not like you would you would think that they have anything going on internally in their brain but they they do because they're human beings and they're human beings up to big things and so a lot of the conversations i have with folks is around it's okay to be visible. It's okay to step into this new role. It's okay to uh, take up more space with your leadership. It's okay to speak in a way that's real for you. So there's a lot around that as well. I love that what you said, human beings, female human beings up to big things. And I think, uh, you know, as the generations move on, you know, the younger generations, you know, after me already have more confidence to speak their truth and be more authentic. So uh, that's what is so fun about the opportunity, the possibility and the work that you do with women who need to be reminded. Mm-hmm. The need to be reminded is a great way to, to, to say it, you know, you, you, uh, you used the word badass earlier, and I, I love that word so much. I, I use it in a lot of my copy. And one of the things I say on my website, and I, I really, really believe this, is that you know, people, who, you know, all of you listening to this, and the people that I talk to, like you're likely already a badass leader. This is not about something you're not. This is about you being reminded that you are. This is about getting present to all the things that already make you a great leader, already make you a badass leader. And what would enhance that? What would allow you to have more fun? What would allow you to have more uh, enjoyment in your leadership and what you're up to? So I, I love that you said this is about a reminder. This is not pointing to like all the things that are that are wrong. This is simply like, oh yeah, like, I'm really good at what I do. <laughs> and that's such a great job for you to have now <laughs> that you get to remind women that they can learn to relax, enjoy their leadership, explore their authentic self within the new power that they have, bring great thing, do great things in the world, bring change, positive change, all that amazing thing. So you have one more minute to say the last thing that you'd like our listeners to know and tell people how to get in touch with you. Oh, sure. I, I think the last thing I would want you to know is really the bottom line of the conversation we've had today, which is you are doing great work. This is not there. This is likely not about you not 
having the capacity to something. This is about you really understanding that you can take everything you've ever done and translate that onto whatever you want to do next. Like it is possible and there's, you can connect those, those dots. Uh, and tied to what I just said, you can reach me at sarahschneiderco.com. I've actually have a free 12 minute video on there about connecting some of those dots and building self-trust. And then I'm also on Instagram at Sarah Schneider Co. And you are welcome to reach out at, at any time uh, in, in, in any way. Oh, fabulous. What a great conversation, Sarah. I so appreciate your wisdom, your experience, and your passion for helping women live a wealthy life. So everybody, next week, we're going to continue the discussions in the work and career area. Our guest will be Shelly Johnson from Best You Advantage. And we're going to talk about how to amplify your awesome when you're looking for a new job. So I'm looking forward to that. And thank you all for listening and taking part, being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. I'm so grateful to host a radio show where I get to inspire women to live a wealthy life by interviewing women who are doing just that. So don't miss out on any of our really talented guests. You can listen live every week at 1150kknw.com on Wednesdays at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. And you can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks to Alexis, Lieutenant Gregory, composer of our theme music, Eric, my producer, and everyone who supports this really amazing and fun production. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube under Teresa, T-R-E-S-A, Lieutenant. And you can learn more about how to work with me at reinventingher.com. And remember, ladies, you deserve a wealthy life and to attain financial independence, which is actually your birthright. When you align your values and your goals and you put your financial house in order, you can build and gain financial confidence so you can overcome any financial challenge and create a wealthy life on your terms. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and reinvention mentor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventingher.com.